Hi folks, this week the podcast is not recorded in a house with animals, nor is there a wombat co-host, but there may be some swearing, so you do what you can, right? Welcome to Productivity Alchemy, episode 120. I am recording this from a hotel room in Toronto, Canada, where I am at a work event. Uh, we're having an off-site gathering of pretty much the entire engineering group for my company. There's about a thousand of us. It's intense. It's fantastic. It's amazing. It also means that I'm away from Ursula, and so there won't be any discussion of how she's being productive or I'm being productive as much, because let's be honest, most of my productivity this week is around the idea of meeting other people in other parts of our engineering and learning from each other and making connections. And it's actually pretty awesome. And if your company doesn't do something like this, uh, even a smaller company where you, you'd have an offsite set of meetings or a kickoff or an all hands or something like that, I think they're missing out on an opportunity. Especially if you have an engineering heavy company like we do that has so many people in so many different disciplines and with experiences and uh, levels of understanding of the company and the product and things like that. It's just amazing. I was explaining to Ursula that it feels much more like a fandom event than a company event. And I think that's really part of the culture of the company I work for. And it's absolutely amazing. So on that note, I have an interview with our friend Buddy Goodboy Esquire. Buddy is an attorney and I think had some really interesting things to say. My only apology is that there was some internet trouble when we were recording it, so there are some skips and some some bits where it breaks out, and I'm apologetic about that. Uh, the other thing I need to apologize for is that I will be posting the show notes late because all of my notes for this episode are at home. And so uh, they may or may not make it in time for release. There will still be a badge, and we'll talk about that after the interview. And I guess we'll do that right after this. Folks, I am here today with my friend Buddy Goodboy, who is uh, a furry and a lawyer and a lot of fun to hang out with at cons and an overall nice guy. So uh, he's agreed to come on the show and talk about how uh, he stays productive. And I just realized I fucked all that up and went straight to he. You can yell at me now. Arg. Uh <laughs> No, I'm not. <laughs> it's no big deal. Okay. Um, anyway, now that I've derailed myself, uh, can you do a better job introducing yourself and tell us about what it is you do? Sure. Um, I'm Buddy Goodboy. I am an attorney um, working as in-house counsel for a medical practice. So I also make art, 
write, play music, blog when I get the chance. That's all kind of as I have time to. So mostly I'm a lawyer. But you're an artist, you're a blogger. Hey, good stuff. And you carry on with Boozy Badger, Badger all the time. And one of these days I'm going to get uh, both Boozy and his wife on the show. Oh, you absolutely should. They're great on yes. I'm <laughs> hang out with them, talk to Oh yeah, no, I, I I love it when I have a chance to hang out with them. So, so how do you keep yourself organized? Well, um, I have to keep track of a big pick, you know, a project, and then actionable steps within each each project, because um, my time is fairly limited. But I also have a lot of different stuff that I have to work on at any given point. So this is for both work and for my personal projects. Um. So for my personal project, I use um, bullet journaling, Trello, and calendar events on my phone. Um, like if I'm thinking through projects, uh, I have to do it on paper. I'm just uh, very analog-minded that way. So I start with a bullet journal, break down a project, copy that into Trello. That's what I use to keep track of it while I'm in progress and use like Google Calendar events or something you know, to keep myself on track as far as deadlines go. Um, the work I'm a little more limited in what I'm able to do just because um, HIPAA, the Health Insurance Portability and Accountability Act of 1996, and what I've been a job right now, uh, means I'm limited in my ability to use cloud-based software. So um, so instead of using Trello or anything like that, I wind up, um, I clutch together a series of Word documents that have collapsible headings in it, so I can kind of switch quickly from the, here's every everything I'm working on at the moment too. Here's the next very next step that I need to work on. Right on, right on. Uh, yeah. HIPAA is, is really a beast, but it's also really, really important to adhere to. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, if you're not adhering to it, it becomes very expensive very quickly. So, uh, also I'm just, I'm too pretty to go to jail. So uh, now you say you've got Word docs with collapsible headings. I've never actually done that with with Word. I didn't even realize that was actually something you could do. Or are you using like the outline viewer? Is uh, how how do you do that? I'm actually curious. Okay, it took me a second to figure out how to do it. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, so if you go up to the Styles menu on the Home ribbon in Microsoft Word. Um, convert your text into a heading, uh, then that will give you an option to collapse that over to the left of your text. That's oh. the latest version, anyway. Oh, okay, that's that's pretty cool because I'm used to uh, being able to do that in like bare bones text editors when I'm editing code or when I'm editing. Um, you know, there there are certain file formats where you can just say, "Okay, I'm done with that. Let's collapse it." So I, I my screen isn't being taken up by it. I did not know Word had that feature. Yeah, my last job, I wound up having to get really deep into the weeds of Microsoft Word, so that I figured out a lot of stuff that maybe it shouldn't be able to do, but works for me anyway. I any any tip, uh, any hidden features in those Microsoft products? I love to hear about them because the more you dig, the more you realize how incredibly powerful they really are, and and everybody's worried about this stuff, but they don't necessarily know all the, the, the little hidden gems that are in there that other editors I wish would do. Yep. I mean, word's always going to be the one that I come back to. Um, for a while I was, uh, 
I was pretty cheap with my home stuff, so I wound up using LibreOffice for a while until it decided that it just wasn't going to work anymore. And that use work stuff from work home wound up actually, uh, you know, destroying a couple of documents we needed on a tight deadline. Things happen. Uh, yeah, and it's not like the entire industry, legal industry, doesn't run on Word, and so does the medical industry to some degree. <coughs> yep. Um, yeah, and before this, I was working in that government contract, so it works entirely on Microsoft Word. I'm intimately familiar with that pain, yes. So I know I sensed a kindred spirit. Yeah, Thank you. Yeah. We can we can tell war stories about doing government infrastructure work, uh, IT infrastructure work versus what you do later. Um, because, well, okay, next time I see you in person and there's alcohol because I'm still not quite recovered from the one job. Anyway, um, so with all that, you've got your, your bullet journal, your Trello, your calendar, you've got your, your Word docs for the work stuff because you can't cloud store it because there are rules about that sort of thing. Um, are there any uh, systems or habits that you find particularly valuable in keeping all that organized? Well, it's um, habits mainly. Um, I think that um, like I want to have an overcome inertia just because if I'm going in there at eight o'clock in the morning, I don't want to be there. I haven't had three cups of coffee or whatever. And, you know, I'm just not always necessarily miles an hour but um anyway um i want to be able to pick up a project and just start immediately to sort of lower the hurdle as much as i can here to over just so um what i wind up doing is breaking down every project into what's my next actionable task so um you know even if i have just five minutes to do something maybe i can just dig a couple of things out real quick very cool and that's something I, I'm an advocate for. I, I think if there are a lot of really big, daunting things that if you just start breaking it into smaller tasks, it just gets easy. Yeah, and on top of that, um, I've done already is kind of, um, now I'm sure that listeners out there know how to, uh, depression and anxiety work. Um, you know, sometimes you got to get around those by reminding yourself what you've already accomplished and how, how long that took you and that time you have left is a reasonable amount of time. So, uh, and on top of that, sometimes it's just good to know what you've accomplished with your time. So make it seem like it's worth doing. I, oh, I, I, I agree. One of my favorite things to do, and I, I sort of have a weekly task for this. Well, I automated it so I can just push a button. But, um, you know, the Butler feature in Trello, you can auto archive things. So I'll sit down and it's the first of the week and I can look at all the things I did last week and I can just, and then I can say, all right, time to start a new week and push the archive all done items. And that kind of forces me into that review mindset of look what you got done. Let's start a new week and, and, you know, keep moving. I actually didn't know about that feature. So I learned nice. It is one of their paid power-ups. That is that is one thing I, I, I will warn you. You do have to have a gold account, which I, I do because I keep doing things like linking it to my calendar, Slack, or something like that. And it's like, uh, oh, yeah, here's here's a notice of a card being moved that I um, – or a card coming due or something like that. Okay, that's worth a couple of bucks for, I think. I'm, 
yeah, I've been trying to find some kind of workaround to get um, Trello connected directly up to my Google Calendar. I've been coming up short aside from actually paying for the darn thing. So maybe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was that was probably the primary driver. And then I'm like, oh, it connects to Slack. I'm on Slack. I, I a lot. Uh, oh, oh, what's this automation feature they've added? Oh, let me let me look at that. Oh, yeah. So there's there's a lot of neat stuff buried in there when you start looking at the the power ups. I'm oh, cool. Thanks. All right. Um, what other habits have you got lurking? Hmm. Let me think here. Um, well, basically, I have to remind myself to, uh, to keep an eye on the big picture, too, because I have a tendency to get lost in the weeds. Um, I uh, my, One of my art teachers actually literally told me that I could not see a forest for the trees. So, um so you got to know yourself a little bit and be able to, to, at least in my case, pull myself back and check in every day, every couple of days on the big picture. Uh, oh, yeah. And especially if you're doing art, it's really easy to say, I can make this really neat texture and spend days just working on, say, a, a scale pattern or a fur pattern. Right. And that is really cool. But sometimes, you know... Uh, given that there's a finite amount of time and energy in the universe, sometimes you have to ask yourself, is this worth my time right now? Uh, yeah. Oh, I agree. I agree. All right. Um, so how do you decide what to do first on a given day? I pretty, I suspect I already know the answer, but it's the next question in line. <laughs> yep. Um, <laughs> at least half of my job is triage. Um, so if there's a tight deadline down, the police are involved, et cetera, et cetera, those get done first period. You, you know, everything else I try to get pan, you know, if I wind up having to stay late work weekends or something, you know, sometimes you got to do that. Sleep, getting the small things you can done at every point during the day. Um, but yeah, you know, you put out the biggest fire first. Cool. Um, and uh, I'm guessing because of where you work and what part of the legal industry you're on in, much like uh, working in IT, there's pretty much guaranteed to be a fire somewhere that first thing in the morning. Guaranteed, yeah. I mean, I made the mistake of going away from 14 to 16 hours, then pff, <laughs> my mistake. I should have been there the whole time. Of course. Right. Yeah. But, but sleep is, is for other people. Oh, I'm a big fan myself. I try to get it. All right. Um, so now I'm trying to remember, uh, uh, folks, this is the first time I'm doing one of these interviews without the questions literally in front of me to remind me of what they are. And I know what the sixth and seventh questions are, but I've just drawn a complete blank on the – ah, I just remembered the fifth question. Um, what is the ad best advice you've either been given or would give somebody else? <laughs> What's your rating on your podcast? Uh, explicit. <laughs> uh well maybe you know if you don't like it you can always edit it out later but um some of the best advice that i've been given is uh by a dear friend of mine a certain um badger uh 
Um, now, I'm not a litigator like he is, so um, he winds up having a lot more experience in front of people like me. I'm, I don't public speak all that often. Um, but he told me that, uh, I don't want to get this right because the wording was important here. Buddy, I want you to remember every time you go into a room, shake somebody's hand, no matter how high above you you think they are, they masturbate using the same lotion that they got from the pharmacy that you do. said i ju- yeah that is you know i can give you a take too if you need something else no 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 i was gonna say normally people would say they put their pants on one leg at a time i just oh that man yeah think about that next time uh you shake hands with somebody i i may never shake hands with anyone ever again as somebody who works in a medical practice, yeah, don't. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I have a friend who is a um, specialist in communicable diseases um, and at Johns Hopkins. And the fact that... Oh, he, so you know. Yeah, the fact that he can walk out of his house without having to wrap himself, like, securely in, a, in one of the, the bunny suits is, um, uh, frankly, very amazing to me. Yeah, I'm amazed. I, I would never be able to do that myself. But he also has the best stories, none of which I'm going to relate right now. Sorry, folks. <laughs> Self, because, um, you know, obviously, if you're in a room with a bunch of lawyers, um, you know, and they have nothing to do. If you're at a mediation or something, you're just waiting, killing time. They're going to break out the war stories, and that's when the good ones come out because you got to one up each other. Oh, we'll we'll literally when we see him, we'll ask him. So, what is the uh, most mysterious or most interesting thing that you have encountered to date? And we've heard things about diseases that are spread uh, through um, cows, squirrels. Um, uh, I'm trying to think uh, th- things that have been inserted in places. They were not designed to be inserted. Um, the stories doctors have are astounding and frightening. Yeah. If you either want to lose your faith in humanity entirely, or just have a really fun time, go to a doctor Christmas party. You should definitely try that at least once. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's actually, we met him at a Christmas party. So Yeah. <laughs> all right but as far as like other advice or feedback um you know some of them may be a little more directly useful um it, like i said I, I don't um self um but i wound up having to do that a little bit in my law school so i basically turned to acting lessons online you know how to come across confidence that kind of thing um so michael king's advice on acts um so when you're talking to somebody, you want to appear, you know, strong, you pick one eye to look at, don't switch from eye to eye and don't. So even if you're not feeling confident, as long as you appear in control of what you're doing, people will think that you know what you're doing. That is astoundingly true. They might walk away and go, wait, I think that guy was a complete idiot. But in that moment, you are in control of the situation and are the expert. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, as long as you show that 
you can't be shaken, then past that, you know, there's not really a whole lot you can do to control anybody's reactions, really. But, you know, that'll kind of send a, a message, at least. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's funny, I've been reading uh, books about interviews with and um, histories of modern serial killers. uh, And a lot of the stuff that the FBI behavioral science unit, that is, you know, the guy's mind hunter is about, um, talk about is how they have to maintain control of the conversations. Because if the suspect, if, uh, you know, the murderer gains control of the situation and realizes they have the upper hand, you'll get nothing. <laughs> yeah. Um, force negotiations work a lot like that. <laughs> I, um, I, <laughs> I used to work in a mediation office during my summers in law school. So I've, um, been on, I don't know, a couple of dozen different divorce cases. And it's pretty much the same thing. You know, if, if you're the one who's trying to actually get people to come to an agreement, you got to show that, um, you know, not that you're going to overpower anybody, but that you're in control of the process and they got to cooperate or they're going to walk away with nothing. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Having been in a divorce situation, I am uh, completely understandable about how that works. That was my first wife, not Ursula. Just, just to clear that up for everybody. <laughs> I was going to say, you must have had a busy week. It's only Tuesday. I know, but uh, uh, not no. Uh, she's the best thing that ever happened to me. We are completely committed to each other and fine. It's just the, the scars from the first uh, one run really deep. And I think anybody who's been through it knows exactly what I'm talking about. <clears throat> oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, you know what, that's actually another piece of advice that I've been given. Um and this kind of applies to like anybody who's working in, a, in an industry where uh, you deal with the public. Um, I used to work in bankruptcies. Um, you know, I'm working in medicine right now. And pretty much everybody who was coming to me was coming to me on what was the worst day of their life. And all I had to do was keep that in mind and try to kind of meet people on their own terms. And that wound up doing more for me than trying to push people through a process or anything because um you know my clients knew that i was actually listening to them and was thinking about the subjectively what they were going through so that actually wound up um helping me and them uh yeah i can uh, absolutely see that so are you ready for the sad question sure let's bring it all right as, as i like to call it this is after after doing this for two years this is uh what I believe is is universally considered the sad but easy question to answer. Um, how do you handle it when you fail or you miss a goal? Levels you have to respond to that on. Um, you know, one is um, how does it affect other people, and two is how it affects you. So, um, externally, mitigate damage, prevent reoccurrence if at all possible. Apologize if I've caused anybody else trouble with my failure or my miss. Um, I would have to just ask myself if I did my best under the circumstances. If I did, that's kind of all I can do. And if it still sucks after that, you know, animated gifs of puppies and baby goats. There's a lot. In my case, it's uh, uh, chickens 
and kittens. Not that I've, and now everybody's going to send them to me. I don't know if I, I've actually seen uh, pictures of the two of them together. Also, Ernie is not dying. We are not torturing her or anything. He's just sad that he can't come in the office with me while I'm doing this. Because um, I'm sure people can hear that in the background. I think the neighbors can hear it. Um, but yeah, that's. I think that's one of the things that uh, that uh, needs to be addressed on a, on a very individual level, what's going to help you get through it? Because, um, uh, you know, I've have my share of issues with, uh, uh, depression, chronic depression and that sort of thing. And you have to have the coping mechanism or things get bad quick. Yeah, pretty much. Um, you know, I think, um, coping mechanisms for me, they usually wind up being, um, things to help me keep perspective. So I, I basically wind up, you know, farming it out to somebody else and, you know, having them kind of reality check me is, should I be worrying about this? Is this something that I should really let bother me? If yes, then, you know, okay, well, good, I'm doing it. If not, then it's kind of work on letting go of it. Yep. Uh, yeah. And it's not always easy. Oh, no. I mean, if it were easy, you'd just do it in. All right. All right. Now, now the, the, and we save this one for last so that we can end on a, a happy note. The, the sometimes difficult, but happy question. How do you, if you do celebrate your successes? Well, I'm pretty food motivated. So, uh, you know, I'll take something. Um, but I'm trying to get better at saying out loud that I'm proud of having done something and allowing myself to enjoy that moment. Just completely unalloyed. Um, yeah, so I guess I'd say that's uh, that's how I would. Yeah, and that's I, I think that's that's interesting. A lot of people aren't. Uh, I've I've talked to many people, and the I notice that saying out loud that you're proud of what you're done, you've done, is not something that has come up very often. Yeah, well, it's um, I think um taking ownership of something and really earnestly admitting that you're having strong feelings that are, you know, they're very powerful feelings, but you're not really on like, you know, um, and pride is one of them. Just like really earnest pride and doing a good job. It's one of those that a lot of people blow past, but you know, you got to allow yourself to enjoy that because, um, I think that's a huge motivator, but secondly, you deserve it. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a big proponent of like, you know, I try to help other people do that. And then somebody reminded me, Hey, are you doing this yourself? Oh no, maybe I should work on that. I, I, I have to say the most common response is, uh, I need to do better at celebrating my successes. Yeah, I, I can see that. Um, I mean, it's something that I'm working on, but, um, I think, uh, you know, so far so good. Oh, awesome. That is everything. All right. Well, thanks for having me. It's, I love hanging out with you. Well, yeah. And we, um, where can people find you online if they want to do so? If you want them to find you online, if you want to say, nope, that's it, I'm done, and just disappear, we can make that happen too. <laughs> um, no, I think I'm past the point, Um 
yeah, when I first got my picture taken at Anthrocon, uh, that was kind of the facade blown there. Worried at first, like, oh, well, I'm, I'm a professional. Should I let people know I enjoy things? Um, no, I'm on Twitter at uh, BuddyGoodBoyEsquire. That's B-U-D-D-Y-G-O-O-D-B-O-Y-E-S-Q. Uh, one, same name. Um, I have a YouTube channel, but I can't remember what the name of it is at the moment. It's uh, under an old username. We'll 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 find it, or you can just if you find it, you can email it to me later, and uh, we'll we'll make it happen. Nah, nah, nah. Make the people work for it. Then they'll deserve. <laughs> All right. Um, well, yeah. No, thank you very much. Again, thanks for having me. I'm honored. I mean, deal. Some guy in the internet. I I call it um, normal. I. I the subtitle for the podcast is normal people being productive for a reason, because I can talk to all of the experts and the gurus and the, this and the, that, and that doesn't always help, uh, you know, just regular old people like me. That's good. I like that a lot. That's, you know, figuring out what actually works for people and, you know, finding out that this system that is in printed in this book here, it's not written in stone yourself i think that's important uh absolutely absolutely and it's it's um yeah and of course every so often just having ursula yell it's a cult uh over something like that is a is maybe a bit of a refresher course (laughs) (laughs) yeah i if something was a cult i would All right. Well, um, yeah, that's everything. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you. Appreciate you having me. Oh, abs- anytime, anytime. And, uh, oops, um, anytime. And for the people listening at home, we'll be right back after this. We are back. Uh, I want to thank Buddy for appearing on the show, for forgiving my my gap and using he instead of they, and I want to thank everybody for listening. So I did manage, while re-listening to the interview, to put down the show notes. There's not much to talk about uh, because it's all stuff I've linked before, but it's still worth the reminder. The other thing I want to mention is our badge code for this week. Our badge code is good boy, all one word. And you can go to productivityalchemy.com and look at the badge how to, and it will explain about open badges and how you can claim this badge and other badges just for listening, which is pretty awesome. So yeah, that's it for this week. Shorter episode, mostly because I'm, on the road and I'm recording this in a hotel room and it's uh, been uh, just an exciting week. So 
I think that's everything. Uh, check out our sponsor page or our support page. It'll talk about Patreon. It'll talk about uh, Kofi. Uh, I live off coffee, so buying a cup of coffee for me is, is not a bad thing. Uh, you can also... Uh, share and like and spread the word. I really like talking to people. I really like hearing from you guys. And next week we will have a letter show where I will read your letters. So that's it. Thanks a lot for listening, folks. And uh, I'm going to get back to all the work-related stuff that I get to do here in Toronto. And you guys should all go out and, well, stay productive. <laughs>